Welcome, meeting makers. I'm your host, Lauren Green, meeting coach and facilitation trainer, here to help you unsuck your meetings one episode at a time. I've helped hundreds of professionals and organizations through leading inclusive, engaging, and productive meetings. And now I'm offering this podcast to help you do the same. Think of this podcast as an ongoing workshop, where each time you tune in, you'll get a bite-sized nugget of knowledge you can apply right away. If you lead meetings or might someday, you're in the right place. Let's make your meetings work. I'll be honest, meeting makers. Responding to abrupt change is not a strength for me. My first reaction to an urgent text or a drive-by request is to go into fight-or-flight mode. And then I have to take a breath and put the new information into perspective so that I can actually respond. Can you relate? If you're a person with anxiety, our sympathetic nervous systems, or our animal brain, is a little overactive, more than most people. In the workplace, this is highly inconvenient. Most surprise changes are not a threat to our lives. But because humans are not all that evolved from our caveman days, we sometimes respond like we're in danger. According to the Cleveland Clinic, it can take as long as 20 to 30 minutes for a person with relatively normal mental health to experience relief from that triggered stress response. Regardless of whether or not you consider yourself to be an anxious person, it's normal to react when hit with an unexpected change. Take a moment to think about how you tend to respond when your attention is pulled away from what you're working on by someone or something or some pet who needs your time. Maybe it's your boss via Teams, a team member on a text, a direct report blowing up your inbox, or Colonel Mustard in the library with a crowbar. Whatever it is, the first step in responding constructively and getting back to what you're working on is knowing your triggers and how you tend to react. In stress, we tend to run, hide, or fight, and everyone is a little bit different. When someone ducks their head into your office, do you wish you could hide under your desk? Do you tend to react defensively or make up a not-so-true excuse for why you can't help them? These are all human responses, so give yourself some grace. The point of this episode is to give you some healthy options for responding in these scenarios. And if you do have time to meet, a few tips that can help you have a constructive conversation and then get back to work. My first tip is to give you a quick tool to help calm that fight-or-flight response. It's called PROG, P-R-O-G, and we actually mentioned it in a previous episode. We learned PROG from one of our favorite facilitators, Lori Darnell, from the Grove Consultants International, and it stands for Pause, Relax, Open, and Good Breathing, P-R-O-G. If you're at a good place, be sure to write that one down on a sticky note. Paste it to your monitor or maybe next to your cubicle entrance. Pausing is the hardest part, but once you can do that, then it's telling your body to relax. Then it's open. Change your body language and posture to a position of openness. This isn't just to respond to that person. Studies show that positive body language actually helps us feel more confident and make better decisions. It's crazy, right? So uncross your arms, sit up tall, and open your mind. Finally, my favorite part, a good deep breath. Prague 
P-R-O-G, is as simple as that. And the whole sequence shouldn't take more than a few seconds. So now that you're in a good frame of mind, it's time to activate your listening skills. Good listening means listening to what the other person is saying or trying to say, rather than listening to the voice in your head that's wondering how to respond. Think about that. If you struggle with this, always have a notebook nearby to quickly jot down what they are telling you. Showing the other person that you're writing down what they say is a visible cue that you're listening and that you want to help them. Plus, it will give you a better focus and understanding of their meaning so that you can decide how to respond. Most of us don't know how we want to respond right away, and that's normal. And if you're new to your position or early in your career, you need experience before you're going to know how to respond to these changes with ease and grace. But until then, you might need some phrases that will help buy you some thinking time. When I was in my mid-20s, one of my first full-time jobs was as a social media manager for a local humane society. It was a demanding job with lots of changes all the time, and for those of you who are in nonprofits, I know that you can relate. And I was constantly feeling overwhelmed by the new requests, so much so that I was getting feedback about my lack of flexibility from my manager. Finally, I set up time to speak with the human resources director, who gave me some very helpful advice. Before jumping in to say no or I can't, come up with a one-liner that can buy me some time to think before responding. For example, thanks for giving me this information. Could I have a few minutes to think about it and get back to you? And then once they confirm, ask, how urgent is this? That way you have some thinking time. You can let your nerves calm down if you're feeling a little bit overwhelmed, but then you also know how urgently they need a reply from you. In other words, instead of worrying about having to have an answer in the moment, just get the ingredients that you need in order to arrive at the answer in your own time. Granted, if you're a first responder out there, this strategy may not work for you. But most of us can afford two to five minutes to think before we respond. And if you are a first responder or have worked as one in the past, we'd love to know your tips because first responders know how to handle change quickly because it's literally a life and death situation. So if you're willing to share any tips that have worked for you over your career, please join our Meeting Makers community on Facebook and share away. We are all ears. So here's a prompt, and if you have a free hand, get ready to press pause because you'll want to think about this one. What is one thing you could say to buy yourself time to respond when you're not sure how to respond in the moment? Now that you have that in mind, be sure to write it down because you never know, you might need it today. Hey, meeting makers. We know you may be driving, cooking, or working out and don't have time to take notes. We've got you covered. Our team at Dancing with Markers creates one-page visual summary notes of each podcast episode that you can download and review to quickly remember the key takeaways. Just head to the description and visit the link to have the notes sent right to your inbox. Don't have time to listen to a whole season? No worries. After each season, you'll be able to purchase our playbook with top tips and tools from each season. Find our playbooks on our website at makemeetings.work forward slash playbook.
Now imagine you're on your computer and up pops well-meaning Renee, whether it's over the side of your cubicle or in a direct message through Slack. In some cases, where you're in the middle of a project or just need a little bit more information, you may want to offer some other times that you are available and then set up a calendar appointment to continue the conversation later on. Another pro tip from our friends in higher education is to offer office hours, time set aside specifically for dealing with unexpected or less urgent matters. This could be an open office hour time slot or a standing web meeting that anyone who might need you can join. I love using Calendly because I can set certain hours for certain types of appointments and keep other times blocked off for the work that I need to get done. And if time is not on your side and you have to have a conversation right away, you can create a verbal contract. A verbal contract is a tactic that coaches use to help narrow the focus of a coaching session to what's manageable in the time that you have. And here's how to do that. First, you need to establish the terms of the contract. So state up front your availability. I have five minutes or I have 15 minutes right now. And then ask, what is most important to tackle in the time that we have? This forces the asker to get concrete about what they need from you. And once you agree on the topic, which could take the whole 5 or 15 minutes, if I'm being honest, you need to time box it. When you're a few minutes from the end of your time frame, suggest or ask for a way to continue the conversation in a different format or at a later time. In episode seven on coaching, we're going to build on this model and go further into quick coaching skills. So be sure to stay tuned for that episode. So to recap, ask for time if you can't. If not, agree on a topic and time box it. Identify a clear next step, and that's it. A mini meeting. And the whole process actually follows our guidance for longer meetings to have a clear agreement, honor time, and end with clarity. And if you're hungering for some tips on setting boundaries, we've included a link to our blog on self-affirmations and setting boundaries with others in the description. Now, let's say you have a little time on your side and you don't want to have an ad hoc meeting right then. You could set up a one-on-one meeting at a time that works for everyone. And if there is something lingering from your weekly meeting or your stand-up call, it might be a good idea to put one-on-one time on your calendar early. And that way you'll prevent the ad hoc meeting before it even crosses somebody's mind. In season one, we talked about the open, refine, close meeting flow. Here are a few prompts that follow the same flow that you can use to support effective one-on-ones. Use these prompts to think about how to respond to an ad hoc request or to guide a one-on-one conversation in the moment. And if you're worried about writing these down, don't worry, we've got you covered. Just download the visual notes from the description anytime that you're able to. So the open prompts. So we're in the opening phase. What outcome do we want at the end of this meeting? Like every good meeting, this outcome should be clear and concise. What information do we already have and what knowledge is missing? Who might need to be a part of this conversation? And or where else might we find the missing information? That might be a stopping point because if somebody else is needed for the conversation, then you might have to arrange a different time to have it or go tap that person on the shoulder to see if they can join you. And is there a decision to be made? And if so, what's the urgency? 
Avoid making a rushed decision whenever time and necessity allows. So that's your open phase. You're opening with the outcome, making sure that it's clear. Why are we meeting? Then you're moving to the information and what might be missing. Are we missing any people who should be here and what decision needs to be made? So that should all be part of a good open for your one-on-ones. And from there, you need to refine. And whenever we refine, we are noodling over the information to make sure that we all have a clear understanding of what we're talking about. So you could ask, what do we need to consider in order to move forward? Or what will help us make a decision? You could even ask, what roadblocks do we face? How might we overcome those roadblocks? These are all questions that you can ask to help refine the information. And then lastly, close. Are we ready to make a decision? And if yes, what is that decision? And if not, what are the next steps that are needed in order to make one? So open, refine, close. You can use it for one-on-ones just like you can use it in any meeting. So again, you don't have to remember all of those prompts off the top of your head. We've written them down for you in our visual summary notes for the episode. You can download them for free using the link in the description. And if you sign up for our podcast email list, you will receive the notes in your email each time a new episode drops. So with these prompts nearby, you can have one-on-one meetings anytime, even if it's just with yourself. Don't be ashamed. We all talk to ourselves. At least with this model, you can be super productive while you're doing it. That's it for this episode, Meeting Makers. Like we said earlier, stick with us for episode seven, where we will build on the verbal contract model that we shared and break down even more coaching skills that you can use in your day-to-day meetings. Let's make those meetings work. This podcast was written by Lauren Green and produced by Caitlin Murray. If you enjoyed this episode, please take a few seconds to rate and review so future meeting makers can find our community. Download a visual summary of this episode in the description and be sure to join the conversation in our Meeting Makers Facebook group. Want help with your next meeting? Reach out at makemeetings.work forward slash contact and we'll set up time to chat.